0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. All the way in the United States and well we had a bit of a snooze fest uh, in the NFL uh, yesterday morning here Australian time but uh, We've got some big games in the NFL to preview this weekend, Chris. Howdy to you, my friend. How are you going?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. It is a it is a finely Friday over here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, how was uh, how was? L- l- let's get into this game because actually, maybe we'll, we'll try to keep you awake as best as you can because this game against the Broncos oh. and Colts, by golly, it was probably one of the well, I mean, Al Michaels just ripped through it, as you said, off air. And you said that uh, the callers just ripped through the game because it was one of the biggest news fests I think we've seen in the NFL for quite some time.
2: Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: That that was a game where, there, where people
1: are regretting their choices in life right now, uh, namely that paying for a year of Amazon Prime just to get uh, – just to get a discount in Thursday night football
0: <laughs> does does Roger because Goodell that, does Roger Goodell have to hand out does he have to hand out refunds for that game for people who watched it?
1: <laughs> I, I would want I, <laughs> I I would think it would be it would be good public relations if they were to give like a free month of Amazon Prime to everybody who sat through that game last night. That was
0: awful. It was straight up hot garbage. Yeah, it was shocking, wasn't it? Both QBs throwing two uh, intercepts as well. They were trying to, they were trying to level up one, one another. That, yeah, they were trying
1: to, and, and you know the the you know the saying this this season or in years past has been let Russ cook. No, for the love of God, <laughs> do not let Russ cook. He's going to burn the whole damn plate down.
0: <laughs> he almost did. <laughs>
1: Oh, it, it, the game was so bad. When when the game went to overtime, Bronco fans started leaving in droves. Yeah. They, were, they were thinking, you know what, I can stay for overtime. But that extra little bit of sleep after I get home before I have to go go to work on Friday
0: morning, <laughs> it, it is much more worth it than staying to watch another ten minutes of this trash. I don't blame you. And look, let let's let's be honest. I mean, b- both teams, and even if they do somehow get into the playoffs, I we can't really consider them genuine Super Bowl threats at all. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I. I somehow, someway, the
1: Indianapolis Colts pulled this off. This, this game should not have gotten to overtime. No. Let, let's be honest. 9-6, nine, nine, late in the fourth quarter. Broncos with the ball. They're moving. They're in the red zone. And third down. Okay, third down play. I think it was a third and six from, like, the 13-yard line. So they're in the red zone. They're in field goal range right now, the Broncos are. Could kick the field goal, go up twelve six. Do we honestly think the Colts are going to march it down the field on a two-minute drill and get a
0: touchdown? Yeah,
1: exactly right. In, in this trash of a game, no. So Nathaniel Hackett calls the the proper play call would have been call a run, call mm-hmm. a run play. Have Russ hand the ball off. If the guy busts it, gets a touchdown, hey, ball game over. Cool. Yep. Okay, otherwise, fourth down. Or, you know, the guy could have gotten a first down, takes it down to the two-minute warning. Colts are out of timeouts. At that point, game's over.
0: Exactly right.
1: If the Colts can't stop the clock, you take three knees, it's over. Exactly. So, what is the thing you call a pass?
0: It's uh, it's as belief, isn't have, it?
1: Have we not? <laughs> have, have we not seen this movie before? Russell Wilson deep in the red zone, throwing a pass near the goal line. When when you, you when run should be the proper play call. I think we've seen this movie before. Richard Sherman has certainly seen this movie before. Uh, he had
0: PTSD flashbacks <laughs> on the post game show, <laughs> yelling, "Run the damn ball!" <laughs> It's a case of. I think it's a case of. It's and and I think. Isn't it funny? We we said this before. I think we said it the last time we actually chatted earlier this week. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Now you retweeted uh, on your Twitter page. Now is this the Broncos local station that have gone absolutely awol over this game? Yeah that that okay.
1: was the that was the immediate. That was the immediate post game reaction on ABC seven in denver okay they now amazon prime let me let me give you some background here amazon prime they have the national contract yes they they have the exclusive contract to air Thursday night football nationwide over here, but in Indianapolis and in Denver, in this case last night, a local over the air free to air station carries the game. Yep. In Denver it's ABC seven uh who carried it and then they go into immediately their their late local newscast and of course since you got a national primetime game they're gonna focus they're gonna start their newscast off with post game reaction from the game they just carried on their airwaves. And yeah uh what what you're about to play
0: uh, this was the the uh, immediate aftermath from ABC 7 in Denver. Okay, all right. Let's get stuck into this. So tune into this. This is the, Bro- the Broncos local station. This is the tweet. Broncos local station apologizes to audience for the terrible football game and then launches into marvelous criticism. Let's have a listen to this for about two and a half minutes.
2: Well, uh, Lionel, we'll try to create some answers for you over the next hour or so. But first off, Troy, I feel the need to just apologize to the viewers. I know we didn't play. We didn't really even run this broadcast. But the fact that you had to watch that on our air, I feel bad. I was here and I didn't even want to watch it. Where do we begin? Well, listen, it burns the retinas. It was that awful. Both teams stunk offensively. What was most shocking is they were in position, as ugly as it was, to win the game. Very like that Texans game we saw a few weeks ago. And then Russell Wilson made two of the most facepalm throws he's made in recent years. The one to K.J. Hamler throws it up for grabs. They were in field goal range there. And then, Nick, they're driving near the two-minute warning. and Ford inexplicably tries to get a pass to Tyree Cleveland. It's an errant pass. It gets picked. That's what allows them to go to over. It just makes no sense. It's just illogical. Then you get to the fourth and one. Season on the line, Nick. And what do they do? They go out of the shotgun, which has not worked once in the red zone all year, and yet they do it again. It just defies logic. It really does. They deserve this loss, and there needs to be some consequences. They need not only self-scout, but Nathaniel Hackett has to look himself in the mirror, and so does Russell Wilson, because this is one of the worst games he's played in his career. Okay, you hit on something there, Troy. The Nathaniel Hackett of it all. Once again, in the red zone, third and four. Heading towards a two-minute warning with no timeouts for the Colts, you 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 call a pass. In the first place, you're in field goal range to go up by six points at that point. The decision-making, again, in overtime, in the red zone, you run out of the shotgun in fourth and one. We hired Jerry Rosberg ostensibly to help with this kind of stuff, and yet... You just lost a game that you, by rights, should not have lost because of some of that decision making. Well, and that's what's weird is because the night they lost in Seattle when they chose to kick a 64-yard field goal, that was all on Hackett. Believe in the players, confidence in the players. And yet tonight was a game where, as a coach, you have to put your stamp on and say, listen. We're not going to put the ball in harm's way here. What gave you any belief the Colts could drive the field and score a touchdown if they had just kicked a field goal there and gone up 12-6 late? I just, who's doing the math? Get Will Hunting in the booth up there. Forget Rossberg, Somebody to do the math. They were not scoring a touchdown drive. The Colts weren't tonight. I just, it just defies logic. They deserve the Scots win.
0: It burns the retinas. Chris is. Uh, I think the line that I took out of that. Uh, well, <laughs> control. I think it was controlled aggression at its at its very best.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is that should tell you that if you know nothing about the game, and you just watch or listen to that two plus minutes of audio that should tell you more about that will tell you anything you want to know about just how god awful that game was <laughs> because when the local market is ripping you to shreds that is not a good sign that that things that is, that is not a sign that things are going well uh with your team at that particular moment no. and, and they mentioned the red zone failures by by Denver in that clip Uh, Denver is the worst team inside the 20, inside the opponent's 20-yard line, the red zone, in the NFL. They're 32nd out of 32 teams. They've made 14 red zone trips this year, three touchdowns Mm -hmm. in 14 red zone trips in five games this year, a clip of 21.4%. The next worst team in that stat is at a 40% clip scoring touchdowns in the red zone that is how awful the the uh bronco defense or bronco
0: offense is right now okay let's let's I, let's move away from this they, game now. Like, they, they, like the guy said they, they deserve they just, this loss. yeah let's let's just this game is done it's dusted <laughs> Let let's get away from it before my ears before my ears bleed and my retinas start to burn as uh as the ABC <laughs> 7 called it. All right. Now we have uh we've got a text coming in here yep. off the uh temper text and it's from Johnny. Now he said ask Chris, are my raiders any chance against the Chiefs? Uh short answer yes or no. No. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, do, okay. I, do I need
1: to expand on this anymore? Maybe, maybe no. a little. Maybe Beyond a little. <laughs> no. uh, your Ra- Okay. Your Raiders just beat the Broncos. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. You got your first win against the Denver Broncos. That is not a reason to celebrate or throw a parade.
0: Now you're going
1: to Arrowhead. The yep. game is at Arrowhead, right?
0: That's correct, yes. Yes, is it's it... it's Raiders right. at it Chiefs, yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Raiders at Chiefs on Monday night. Yeah, it's at Arrowhead. It is on Monday night football. 80,000 members of the Chiefs' kingdom will be in force, and the Chiefs' kingdom, if there is one team on this planet the Chiefs' kingdom hates more than any other team, it is the Raiders. <laughs> they are going to be loaded for bear. You saw, you saw the the, the Patrick Mahomes trick fest.
0: We did last week. Yes.
1: Oh, they're they're going to amp they're going to amp this up to the nth degree Monday night in Kansas City. Hang on, uh, just strap in. It's going to be a rough ride for you, Raiders fans. I think for uh, against the Chiefs on Monday night. Okay, so so, so, uh, so uh, strap yeah. in. Yep. So uh, did- maybe maybe have some some you know maybe yeah just you know maybe a little soothing music in the background <laughs> because Raider fans, you might be a little. So, About what you see during the Monday night football.
0: So, to Johnny, you know, just I'm sorry just to say that. Temper, no, I'm not sorry temp, because I am accused. Temper your expectations is is what we're is what we're saying here. Kansas City, uh, the uh, seven point favourite in that game. But Chris, we'll get to a quick little break. Stick around on the other side of the break because we've got some ripper games to get through. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it was interesting to see Tom Brady's mm-hmm. comments with regards to how many teams are at 2-2, two and two. and if you think ABC summed it up or summed up the Denver-Indianapolis game uh, with great aplomb, I think, uh, I think Tom Brady summarised what's happening uh, in the NFL with a whole ruck of teams uh, in his press conference prior to Tampa Bay's game this weekend where he just said uh, there's a whole lot of bad football being played uh, in the league at the moment. But uh, with that, Chris, we'll get to a quick break, and we'll get to you... On the other side of this, you're listening to The Overnight Crowd on SEN, your home of sport. Back to preview the rest of Week 5 in the NFL. listening to the overnight crowd It is the overnight crowd here on SEN your home of sport taking you right up to 3am across the eastern coast of Australia Paul Sebastiani here with you in the SEN studios live through the Crystal Clear Sen app and through your digital radio dial. We're joined by uh, Chris Perkins over from the U.S., our U.S. sports correspondent. And uh, we're getting stuck into the nitty-gritty of the NFL. And just to quickly answer a text coming off the temper text from Hazy. "Good G'day, mate. Enjoying the show? Ian Fairley actually wore number six in the 96 grand final. I thought he did. Kicked the last goal of the game and Shager Grant wore it in 99. Yes, he won the Norm Smith medal in 99 against the Blue Baggers. Now, uh, this is going to be a good segue into the rest of Week 5, Chris. Uh, now, Dean, off the text message, uh, is asking, uh, do you think the 49ers can do the job over the Carolina Panthers? Let's get stuck into that game, shall we? It's a, uh, a big one coming up. Uh, Carolina at home, but uh, they're the 6.5 underdogs in this one, Chris.
1: Yeah, six-and-a-half-point underdog to the 49ers. 49ers took off a really good win uh, against the L.A. Rams on Monday night. Yeah, geez, uh, they Jimmy were fantastic, G, weren't
0: they? My goodness, how good
2: were they? The, the ni-
1: yeah, I didn't see it coming either. I, I, You know, I thought the, the line was a mistake. was Frisco being a two-point favorite on the Rams, shows, shows you what I know. Jimmy G looked good. That offense looked like it was in sync. Um, and uh, you you would expect them to get better a, as Jimmy G gets more integrated into the offense because he really wasn't a part of the plan at all for this year for the San Francisco 49ers, but he's been thrown in with the injury to Trey Lance. That first week was that 11-10 abysmal game in Denver uh seems like the broncos seem seem to be turning up in, the, in these awful games anyway uh away from broncos <laughs> but then but then monday night they, then monday night they they played great against the l a Rams keep the Rams out of the end zone all night. It was a great great performance, and the offense looked like it was clicking a lot better for the Niners. I would expect that to continue uh they're they're sitting at two and two.
0: Uh, Panthers are one and three. I like the Niners in this game. I okay. really do. Okay, interesting. Now let's go to all right. Let's go to the LA Rams. That's a good segue into this game against uh, my Dallas Cowboys. Now the Rams are the uh, five and a half point favorite in this game, but they just they look a shadow of what they dished up last season to win the Super Bowl. And well, I I don't know. Like, c- can Dallas do the job here? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Rams. You, you mention
1: how different they look from the team that won the Super Bowl last year. Basically, their offense is Cooper Cup. Yeah, that yeah. is basically all the Rams' offense right now. Last year, they had so many other options. I mean, you know, they had Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they had, you know, Higby. I mean, Higby was is there still, but. They're not doing all that much. They're not moving the ball all that well. It's basically Matt Stafford throwing the ball to Cooper Cup is where they only get is where they get their only success on offense, and that's what it looked like on Monday night. The Cowboys and the other. So I've got no confidence in the Rams, but then I look at the Cowboys they've got Cooper Rush at quarterback and he's going for his fifth straight win as a starter. Mm-hmm. He's four and oh as a starter. Mm-hmm. Do I honestly want to, do I honestly want to take the, the Cowboys as a five and a half point dog in LA with Cooper Rush at quarterback? And I'm not saying no out of hand, and that yep. scares the hell out of me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now let's let's this, okay. So Cooper this, Rush this as well. Is, this, he, he's the Cooper Cup is the guy that you know the Rams are targeting. Is it just a simple case of of Trayvon, Deshaun Diggs, just saying you're my man for the night? I'm cutting you off as the only option, and I'm going to be the intercept every time you go and try to get there because I think Dallas's rushing game, as you pointed out last week their rush defense has been and and was was sensational last week against washington
1: yeah it, it absolutely was Um yeah they're going to be keying on cooper cup the the cowboys are it's going to be on the the other rams targets the other rams wide receivers to get open yep become a target for matt stafford if they can't do that the the Rams are in deep trouble, like we saw last week against San Francisco. Mm. Uh, that Dallas defense—that is a nasty, nasty, nasty defense. <laughs> they got four straight games under twenty points. First time they've started a year with four straight defensive games, giving up under twenty points in fifty years. Okay. This their... is a this Cowboy defense. It, if the Cowboys make a run, make a run through the playoffs, it's going to be because of that defense. Yeah, I think what's 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 uh, the saying, Chris? The it's, one, a, it's that uh, defense that's doing.
0: Yeah, off offense wins you games, but defense wins you Super Bowls and titles. I think that's probably the the mantra that that the Dallas Cowboys are looking to looking to underpin yep. it, their season with. But uh, yeah, look, I think the Cowboys can cover the line, but it, it's hard to see the Rams not bouncing back. At home in front of their home fans, but uh, you know, stranger things have happened, and the Cowboys are playing some good football at the moment. But uh, big game as well coming up on Monday yeah. morning Australia time at twelve thirty a.m. Green Bay versus the Giants. Rogers and his uh, Green Bay Packers are the eight-point favorites in this one. You would think, you would think, at home, Green Bay should be able to get the job done comfortably. Yeah, well it's not even at home. It's in London. It's the, Oh, it's that's the right. Yes, game. it is. That's right. It's the London game. Yes. Apologies. Yes, it so, is a London game. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Back to back weeks, uh, the NFL travels to London and they send their their the, the people's franchise for lack of a better <laughs> for lack of a better term. The the Green Bay Packers. A national following, an international following. In all honesty, and the Packers, they got fans on every continent. They do okay? indeed. Former host of the Overnight Crowd, Phil Pryor, he is he he is a proud cheesehead. <laughs> okay, so Packers Packers have a global following. They are in London. The cheeseheads have invaded London. Uh, play at, at three and one on the season, playing the. Three and one New York Giants. Mm. The Giants are three and one. They are honestly, they, they honestly have that right. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm with you on this one. I, I, I think the Packers, they, they've kind of started to figure things out. Uh, They had that bad week one. Yeah, it was week one they lost. I mm-hmm. I don't have their schedule up in front of me, but I think it was they they've got a loss, but it was early season and and they, they're they're kind of figuring things out. Yeah. Um on, on offense. And the New York Giants, let's be honest, does do do we really see this team going anywhere? I mean Saquon Barkley's been awesome this year, but everything else it. it just kind of seems almost like luck of the draw from yeah, the
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't, so think, I don't think the teams... Or, you know,
1: they, they've gotten a lot... Yeah. It's been a lot more luck.
0: It has, hasn't it? And I don't think the teams that they've beaten are exactly... I don't think there's a lot of depth. I mean, you look at the Panthers, Titans, even the Bears, for that matter, too. I know they've got the job, job done in those games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, struggle to really find and hit the scoreboard against... I know it was 23-16 to 16 against the Cowboys, but... I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be a lot of. It seems to be a little bit of a hollow form line for the New York Giants at the moment, doesn't it? And I think it's it's replicated in. I think it's replicated in the betting markets as well. Yeah. And I think just the overall sentiment in the league. Yeah, you I'm know, I'm pulling the stats up right now.
1: Uh, you know, Daniel Jones uh, in his four games this year, sixty-three. 63- sixty four percent completion percentage. He's averaging just under a hundred and sixty yards passing a game. Mm-hmm. That that's not going to get it done in the NFL. Uh, you you mentioned their their wins. Eight point win over the Bears last week. Uh the Bears are not a good team. No. Nice. Uh they beat the Titans by one and they uh beat uh they beat the Panthers by three. The the Giants may be the worst three and one team in the history of football, but they are three and one, and if they somehow, some way, shut down this uh, Green Bay Packers team in London on Sunday, and, and come out with a win, they're four and one. Well, that's exactly and, right. And you know have a and give themselves a lot of confidence. Uh, who knows? Yep.
0: No, spot on. I mean and going into a neutral but venue, I, going I, into a neutral I'm venue we don't know.
1: Thinking we're we're going to – we're Yeah, yeah but yeah. You know, in all honesty, on paper Packers are a much better team. They should handle their business yeah. just fine. And you know, we'll 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 see what the Giants really I are. I think so. Which
0: I yeah. think is a mediocre football. Definitely, game. definitely. Uh, next game as well. We'll zip through these next games. Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Uh, look, uh, I wouldn't think we need to spend much time on this. You would. I mean, again, Buffalo, fourteen point favourite in this one, and they got the uh, they did the job in a come from behind victory uh, last week, and uh, I think this one should be a lot easier than uh, than what they faced last week.
1: Yeah, uh, just one quick stat for you. Bills win this one. I think they win it big. The Bills are a 14-point favorite in this game, and I had this stat yesterday, but I'll repeat it today. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, they have never kicked off a game as a 14-point under. Wow, really? Ever in the last 52 years. <laughs> that has not happened. It's it's. It's gonna happen this Sunday, uh, unless some serious money comes in <laughs> on, on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next two days. Wow! So we're making they're, history. They're going to the a fourteen-point wow, underdog wow, for the wow, first wow, time wow.
0: since the merger. <laughs> so Buffalo should get the job yep. done there. Cleveland uh, against the Chargers, and then Jacksonville facing Houston as well. This, this uh, Cleveland Chargers game looks looks pretty tight. It's two point five either way. Chargers just the favorite.
1: Yeah, they're and the Chargers are road favorite, so mm-hmm. uh and on paper I get that. They've got more weapons certainly on offense. Uh they they've got Justin Herbert, they've got um, Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is still listed as questionable. I don't know if he's gonna play. I'm kinda hoping he does or he, he gets back soon because he's on my fantasy team and I'd like to get some <laughs> points from him because he's a really good receiver. Uh defensively, uh the the Chargers still have Nick Bo or they still have Joey Bosa um, on defense. That's that's still a pretty nasty defense. Two and a half point road favorite. That's a significant difference because the default is typically home team by three points. So we're talking a five and a half point swing here to to the Chargers. So. Vegas feels pretty comfortable Chargers are going to win. I agree with them. I'll I'll take the
0: Chargers. I think so. And I think this is where my my best of the weekend of uh, week five is coming up in this game. Jacksonville to cover the spread against Houston, seven points. I think think that's the way to go. Jacksonville, I, I thought they were great against Philadelphia. They ran them right to within the last you know, the last phases of the game. And uh, I thought, I think they're, do you think they're one of the better two and two teams in the mm-hmm. league at the moment? I think they'll get the job done at home and I think they'll cover the spread comfortably. Yeah, them or the
1: Jets, I would say they're, they, they, those might be the best two and two teams in the league. And that's a scary thing to think about when when you think about, we're talking about the Jaguars and the Jets, mm-hmm. who are who have been less football teams the last few years and more of a punchline. <laughs> that, that's the way it's been for for those two teams. Uh, here's a stat for you though: Jaguars have lost eight in a row against the Texans. Wow,
0: is, so, that, is that right?
1: Be, them being a seven point favorite, I understand why the Texans they they're not a. That is correct. That is the stat i seeing here. They have yeah. lost eight in a row um, to to the Houston Texans. And, you know, Houston, Houston had, you know, up until a couple of years ago, they were a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Jack, Jacksonville, on the other hand, really hasn't been the last few years, with the exception of that run they made to the AFC Championship game about four years ago. Still makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah. Jacksonville's lost in row okay. road to Houston. Yeah, I, think, I do yeah. think they break the streak, but I'm yep. not all that confident about it because the la- every time I get confident, every <laughs> time I get confident about a pick, I wind up uh, with egg on my face. Okay, I well, really I, I'm, I'm going to try to not end up the with the egg on this my NFL face. the season has gone. <laughs> yeah. When you think you've got a slam dunk lock.
0: The opposite yeah. happens when you
1: got a slam dunk lot, the way this NFL season has gone uh, so many times, it, the exact opposite happens. It is any given Sunday, any team can win. And that, you 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 have games like that where you think oh, I've got this, I'm going to win this with no problem. You're sweating it, and you wind up losing. That's
0: exactly right. All right, let's uh, let's zip through the rest of these games before we get to some breaks. We'll get some. Uh, we'll get just some head-to-head picks off you, uh, Chris. So the next game at Minnesota against Chicago, Minnesota, the minus uh, or the eight-point favorite. In that game, they are on home soil against Chicago. Should be a Minnesota win, but maybe the line is, maybe the the spread is a little bit maybe overstated, potentially, in that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you look at the Bears real quick. They're 2-2, yeah. Uh, They're... They beat San Francisco in week one. They they beat Houston week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco in week one was not a good team, and plus that game was in the rain. Houston's not a good team. They lost to Green Bay, good team, and the New York Giants, not so good, great of a team. So they're kind of all over the map. Vikings, they, they win because of a double doinker last yes. week in London against yes. <laughs> the Saints. I do like the Vikings in this one. I don't necessarily like the line. Seven and a half is a tough line. Mm. Uh, I think the Bears' defense can help cover this. Uh, th- this kind of feels like a four-point game to me. Yep. So I-, I take the Vikings, but I-, I-, I want the point. If I'm playing money line, I'm taking the Vikes. But if I'm playing point spread, I'm taking the the Bears and okay. the seven eight. Intriguing.
0: All right. Uh the rest of the games. Let's zip through the rest of the games. Miami and the Jets. Miami, the three and a half point favorites uh in this game away. They're on the road, Miami are. But uh they look like should be able to continue their winning ways. But this game looks tight on paper from what we're looking at here just with the betting markets. Uh New England versus Detroit. Now this is well, well, we know how good. We know how good the offense for Detroit is, but this is just a case of now, is the defense going to come to the party against New England?
1: Yeah, well, New England, uh, they've got quarterback issues. Uh, I'm not even sure who's starting that game for New England Um, because Brian Hoyer, their backup, is on injured reserve now. They had to go to Bailey Zappi last week. Um,
0: I, I like the Lions in this one. Okay, interesting. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, Mac that that Jones. Uh, it looks like they think he can play, but he might be held that, uh, over for another like, week. What a three and a half point
1: favorite. Yep, right now. Yep. But uh, I, I like the Lions. Yeah, I. So I like the Lions in on this one. This Lions. This Lions offense is no joke it it's the defense that is a complete joke but against a third string quarterback they may find some success
0: okay interesting in this
1: one so i like the lions in this
0: one okay and we'll zip through all right let's get through these last few games as well uh new orleans versus uh seattle we've got a text through from a seattle fan uh, on the text line, Geno Smith can't get the job done with the best wide receiver in the comp, DK Metcalf. That's a, that's a fair text, I think, uh, on the uh, on the tempered text machine. But uh, yeah, Seattle the outsiders in that game. Hopefully, the Saints can hopefully the Saints can uh, can rebound from that double doinker loss last week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they've lost three in a row. They they've gotta clean up some things though. Uh they've gotta protect the ball better than they have been. So uh I, I do like New Orleans, but I got no confidence in this one. Yep. Uh, no, that the Saints enough. can pull this one off in in, uh, in the big easy on yep. Sunday.
0: Let's just get some tips for these last games. We'll just go team by team, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. You think Tampa Bay should get, get the job done there?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Tampa, their 10 point favorite. I, I like Tampa. Not necessarily to cover, but certainly to win
0: the game. Yep, definitely. Uh, Tennessee against uh, Washington. Washington looking to bounce back from the loss against the Cowboys. This is a tight game. Maybe a flip of the coin here, but uh, I reckon I'm going to side with Tennessee just on the road. Uh, San Francisco, Carolina, we've been through as well. And then I think one of the more intriguing games of the weekend. Arizona and Philadelphia going head to head. Can Arizona keep, uh, can Philadelphia keep up this winning record?
1: Yeah, I think so. Cardinals, they've been up and down. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Eagles take this one
0: and and go to five and zero. Yeah, it would seem would seem that way. And then the last game we'll cover off uh, is Baltimore, the Ravens versus Cincinnati. Baltimore, look, they look like one of the teams that are definitely going to challenge and potentially push deep into the playoffs. But I don't, I think last week it just left a little bit of a bitter taste. In the mouth, I think. Should be able to get it done at home. But, uh, you know, just that second half, that little bit of a second half fade out, albeit against the Buffalo Bills, who are, you know, probably the number one seed. Just, I don't know, just left a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. But I think they should be able to win.
1: Yeah, I, I like the Ravens' offense. It's that pass defense that I question, and you're going up against a, Bing, a Bengals team that has Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. that has uh, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's right. a that's a nice three amigos there for the for the for the Bengals. The the Ravens secondary they could get lit up this weekend. They could get lit up on Sunday night, and that's. That's a worry. Lamar is going to do Lamar things for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is going to continue increasing his free agent contract value uh, with the things that he does. But it, it's a matter of that Baltimore secondary doing their job and stopping the Bengals, Bengals uh, passing game. Yeah. I don't know if they can do that. Uh, this this has a shootout written all
0: over it. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Bengals in a close one. Okay, Bengals in a close one. Let's uh, let's side with that. The outsiders there at around about, while well, the line there or the spread is at three and a half. So potentially maybe covering the lines there, the Bengals. But uh, Chris, we'll get to a quick little break, and you've got uh, have you got some college sports and baseball you want to go over just before we uh, before we wrap up uh, wrap up the shop after this break.
1: Yeah, let's talk baseball because we have a playoff baseball beginning in twenty-seven
0: minutes. Okay, beautiful. All right, let's get to this break. We'll get this break out of the way, and then we'll get into some we'll get into some baseball right on the other side of this. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd on SEN, your home of sport.